the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. More, more, more. My mom's cooking was so good. Seconds was always fun, right? More. That's what that makes me think of. Can I have some more? I know you're saying that's an odd pull. Stocks are near all-time highs. That's right. Nice. S&P 500 is around 2,100. <laughs> it's selling at a pretty high valuation, 18 times trailing earnings, suggesting that there's some temper ahead. On the surface, there's not a lot of volatility, and that means we're becoming a little bit complacent. And that complacency can drive stocks higher. Uh, demand can drive stocks higher. New product down the road can drive stocks higher. Visibility can drive stocks higher. Great earnings can drive stocks higher. Replacement strategies can drive stocks higher. I think that's one of the big ones. Buy companies that have kind of a replacement strategy of their product out there. They're not one-hit wonders. I think that's important, really, really important to look for. I think you should be intrigued um, by understanding the business concept of companies have to replace things on a regular group. You know, grocery stores do so well because we know that we're going to have to go and replace our groceries every week. Now, as stocks, they don't do it all that great. They're okay. Because people will say, ooh, I could pay a dollar for a Coke at Safeway, but I could pay 90 cents for a Coke at Dollar Store. I'm going to Dollar Store for my Cokes. So the margins in food, not that good, but the business model's unbelievable. So look for companies that have a replacement angle towards them. I think um, cars have replacement cycle. And you'll hear from time to time that the United States car industry, uh, the cars on the road, are the oldest that they've been. 
Did you know that first commercial jetliner had square windows? But there were some structural flaws that led to accidents and fatal crashes. Airplanes deal with a lot of physical stress, and they kind of figured out, hey, we better make these windows round so that stress can go out and be kind of like pushed around. It builds up around sharp corner stress does. Um, so in the 1950s, we weren't that great at building cars or building planes. Now we are because you don't want cracks in airplanes. So there was three fatal crashes between 1953 and 1954. The stress can circumvent a round window much easier than a square window. And airplanes deal with a lot of stress in the sky. Airframe manufacturers can either add pounds of reinforcing structure at each corner of each square window to lower over the stress, but then by adding all that metal, you increase the weight of the plane, which pulls the uh, energy out of it. So that's why airplane windows are round. I know you're saying, thank you, Mr. Black. You're welcome. Stick with me, and I'll teach you a thing or two on occasion. On occasion, not often, but on occasion. Hopefully you come away with one thing every every day on this show that you feel a little bit smarter about, because that's my goal. Uh, it, what I wanted out of the first segment is to talk about replacement strategies. Um, cheap food. McDonald's is an all-time high. That pisses me off. I go... Don't we as a nation understand that, you know, fried food, putting a potato in a jacuzzi of grease is not good for us? And then there's the story. And one McDonald's is experimenting with unlimited fries. I'm like, no, we're the dumbest people on the planet. But those fries are damn good, right? Right? So stocks at an all-time high. For all you could say about Chipotle and, like, fresh food and locally sourced and you know, let's slaughter the animals in a happy, happy way. For all the evil you can point at McDonald's, stocks at an all-time high. Because we have to replace the cheap food in our belly. Other stories out there of note today. Um, Uber's overtaking rental cars amongst business travelers. So taxis have seen a big, big steep fall in demand with Uber and Lyft in the past three or four years. But rental car companies now are as well. A lot of business travelers are, are traveling to their locations. That instead of renting a car for $60, $70 a day, we'll take two or three Ubers around the city. Um, so ride-hailing services with Uber at the forefront has overtaken rental cars for the first time ever. So is now the time to sell your rental car companies? Might be. So their days of having the dominant play is over on business travelers. And business travelers make businesses a lot of money. You already know that by you know business class versus coach class. Same trip, slightly wider seat, maybe a you know a shot of vodka or something. Yum Brands talking about McDonald's. McDonald's Yum Brands, the parent company of KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Now, for all the flack that you give people who smoke cigarettes in Altria, like, you can, we can give a lot of flack. We're like, we're going to tax you because you're a smoker. Don't you know the devil smokes cigarettes? Hey, look at Yum Brands. That's not any better. The food they're making kills people. Just like cigarettes do, right? But we continue to push it into our bodies. Stock's not at an all-time high. McDonald's is. Hmm. 
right there, that's interesting to me. Now, I look at the valuation, I go, it's pretty high. And they just reported numbers. I'd buy it at $75, no doubt in my mind. So I need like two or three weeks of bad stock market to get it down that low. I need some people to sell where they're like, honey, stock market's been going down for two or three weeks. I got to tell you, I think we're going to lose the farm. We, We better sell all our stocks. All of them? All of them. And out goes Yum Brand, someone selling it. So when I look at the story of the Yum Brands, and you might remember not that long ago, they had problems with, it wasn't E. coli. What was it? It was another foodborne disease. Mm, might have been E. coli. Uh, but I forget now. That was just like, you know, in the last decade, they had some, their food was killing people. But Yum Brands, parent of KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut, handily beat first quarter expectations, driven by growth in China. Ancient Chinese secret is they like Kentucky Fried Chickens in China. Why? I don't know. But they scored big on a Chinese New Year promotion, um, a transformational year. And you might remember Kentucky Fried Chickens had some chicken issues uh, not that long ago in China. Um, but they love the KFC, so... I don't know. KFC it was in my childhood, and it was magical in my childhood. Like, I didn't get it much because I lived overseas, and there weren't many Kentucky Fried Chickens overseas. Um, but it was magical, that crispy versus original. I always want it crispy. Like, why not eat the skin of humans? I mean chickens. Um, as an adult, every time I eat Kentucky Fried Chicken, like if it's a family picnic or a family reunion or something like that, it, it doesn't sit well. Legendary professional wrestler China, Joni Lauer, dies at age 45. That's why you get term life insurance. She wasn't supposed to die at age 45. Hopefully she was supposed to die at 85. But some of us go sooner than we expect, especially if we eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. wish I could play a bass. I've got no musical skills whatsoever. I'm the worst person on the planet with musical skills. I like music. I was able to identify bands that were going to become big before they became big when I was in high school and college. Um, I was friends with Dave Matthews. Not friends, acquaintance. Okay, not acquaintance. I actually saw him once in the bathroom. But I felt like we were friends, or we could have been friends. Um, there was actually a deal proposed 
by Dave Matthews to me, and I can't talk about it on radio. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, a deal in a restroom at one of his shows proposed to me that I had to freak out and say no. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I know you say, Dave Matthews is the worst music on the planet. Eh. I, he's, I hate to sound like the, the freaks who like fish, but it's all about the live shows. I would never listen to his music on like stereo or on radio or in the car, but okay, I'm just going to stop talking because I'm losing you all. You're saying, get back on the road. Get back on the road. Fair. Jobless claims hit the lowest level in 43 years. Tomorrow is not the first Friday of the month, but these numbers imply that on the first Friday of the month, we're going to continue to see unemployment take a little bit lower. That probably means the economy is going to continue to do okay. What would be really good is if <clears throat> the Labor Department would tell us, not only are these numbers ticking lower on first-time unemployment claims, but we're also paying people more, a lot more. And that would suck for companies because their profit margins would take a hit. <coughs> but it would also imply that there's healthy demand out there and that maybe they can raise prices because everyone has jobs and wages have gone up. It's a financial puzzle that you have to kind of put together. And once you do it, you're going to be better off. Once you start looking at companies and try to figure out where the value is, you're going to be better off, a lot better off. If you can buy companies that trade at a discount, you're going to be way better off. And that's that's difficult. Understanding book values of a company, ho, 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 good luck. I can tell you a couple that I think are incredible values at this point in time. I like United Health Group. They're the largest insurer in the nation. I like U.S. Bank Corp. for their book value. I like Roche Holdings and Medtronic. Uh, most of these companies that have a lot of value to me happen to fall into the healthcare industry. You could buy what you know. And when you hear, you know, McDonald's at an all-time high, you have to buy healthcare stocks. They go hand in hand. McDonald's is causing our hearts an amazing amount of stress because we're gaining extra weight and we're clogging our, our arteries. Um, so investing in what you know, you kind of know that people are at McDonald's. You kind of know that all your neighbors have gotten really fat in the last 10 years and that their kids have gotten fat. There's something I don't understand, and I'm not an expert on children. But how can, like, a 7- or 8-year-old kid be obese? Is that, is that child abuse or close to it? Like, how can a 7- or 8-year-old kid be obese? I get 20-year-olds. I get 30-year-olds. I get 50, 60, 70, 80s. I don't get 7-year-olds. When I was 7, all I did was run until I was red in the face. Maybe that's the trick. Roche is trading around $32, down 15% from its 52-week high. Um, that's a name that gets me excited. You know, I like U.S. Bank Corp. It's, it's a stock that I'm looking at. All the banks have been weak because delays in the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. So the banks that benefit from a rising rate environment have struggled stock-wise. So you're looking for companies that aren't tied towards interest rates. 
who have scale advantages, who might be considered too big to fail. Um, they can operate as number one or number two in a marketplace. U.S. Bank Corp's nice. So, um, St. Jude Medical, stock's around 58, it was around 73. They've got a couple issues for sure. Um, they lost some market share because they were late to market with an MRI safe device. Medtronic, they make stents and heart valves and uh, pacemakers. And that's tied towards, again, people having cardiac issues. Um, China, professional wrestler, dead at age 45. I don't know why that's sticking with me today. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of China. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of WWE, although I can sadly say I've been to a WWF uh, event. I've been to one. Is it a bucket list issue? No. I was 17 years old, and I was in love with a 16-year-old girl who had a 12-year-old brother. And that 12-year-old brother loved wrestling. So I was like, maybe if I get tickets, I could take them both on a date and thus get a date with a sister, drop him off early, and she'll fall in love with me. Early on, I thought money led to love. I've got some serious messed up issues in my head. I fixed it a little bit, but serious messed up issues, right? I think we all do on some levels. So yeah, I saw Hulk Hogan wrestle. I don't know if China was there. I don't know. I, w I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, at 17 years old, your hormones are like going... So I was probably looking at... Her name was Dania. Dania. Dania Lofgren. Which I did Facebook stalk a couple years later. And she got married, had three kids, got really big, and her husband died. So, uh, beautiful daughter, though. Something you always want to leave behind as far as the legacy goes. Hopefully you leave money to raise those kids. But a lot of people are dying. Wow. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know, I was just talking about kids and how fat they are and how kids sometimes, they're big oompa loompas and... You need, like, a bigger SUV to haul around these days. 71% um, of parents are elected to talk to kids about money. And you should. You should have your kids pay for things so they can see, like, ooh, that's a lot of money. Or, ooh, that's not very much money. Um, every kid before they're, say, seven should learn how to save money for something they want. I want a new Lego set. Even if you're going to buy them the Lego set, give them $5 a day for six days and show them that you just saved $30 over six days. I think an allowance needs to be, uh, happen for children uh, so they can see you do a little work, you get a little pay. doesn't have to be a lot. Anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello. Governor. Queen's 90 years old. 
Um, Kurt Schilling gives us a valuable lesson, gives all of us a valuable lesson. He is being fired from ESPN for the second big uh, social media outburst of his career in the last, uh, I want to say, 18 months. He is not being persecuted for his right-wing beliefs. He is being persecuted for the crass and crude way in which he expresses them. ESPN fired Kurt Schilling Wednesday after he shared an anti-transgender image on Facebook featuring a burly man in drag that mocks those who support anti-discrimination legislation. Schilling added a comment of his own below the meme, writing, A man who is a man, no matter what they call themselves, I don't care what they are, who they sleep with, men's room was designed for, well, you get the idea. Um, I highly caution parents, there's some things you got to teach your kids. Don't let them have a credit card that has, you know, that they have to pay off themselves. Help them with a secured credit card. A secured credit card means you put $1,000 in a bank account. They can't go over $1,000. If they do, it pays off. And have it linked to your account so that it warns you. That's fine by me. Then if you want to be a, a parent who spies on what their kids are buying and selling, that's fine by me. Another thing I think parents need to teach their kids in this day and age is social media. It is not a real world. It is a world that is filled with bullies. It is a world that is filled with people who show you the best moments of their life. And even the saddest person can have a, a Facebook page that makes them look happy and wonderful. As a private citizen, Schilling, of course, can express his political opinions in whatever fashion he choo- chooses. Nobody is going to infringe on the First Amendment rights that are out there, which are Bill of Rights in the United States. Um, were fashioned on the, the rights of the state of Virginia that George Mason put together. Um, in fact, they were lifted, I must word for word. Uh, but the Bill of Rights the greatest part of America, and that's not going to go away in any way, shape, or form. So with that said, teach your kids to be cautious on how they post on Facebook and Twitter, because it got Kurt Schilling, one of the greatest pitchers, and he was able to pinpoint and control his whole career. And he cannot pinpoint control in social media. Can't do it. <clears throat> Let's talk a little real estate now with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. The first-time home buyer is an intimidating process. First and foremost, like you have to figure out how much can I afford and where should I buy and what's a good house, what's a bad house. Because trust me. The lessons you learn in life are from experience. They're not from books that you read, in my opinion. Even if it's books by someone who's experienced it, I don't think you're getting what you need to know. What I'm looking for in the next home I buy is different than what I'm looking for in the last home that I bought, which is different than the first home I bought. Uh, let's talk about that first-time home buyer, the virgin. What do we need to know about the virgin home buyer? Well, it's intimidating. Okay. And it's the largest purchase you'll ever make for most people. Right. Um, you start early, get pre-approved. I think that's definitely the first thing you do. And part of that, you're going to look at your credit. You're going to see if there's anything wrong with it, if you need to make some improvements or pay off some debt. Um, and a lot of people sometimes, they, you know, I worked with some buyers that took six years before they bought. And we had a plan, and, you know, fixing their credit. We need a little bit more income. They were self-employed, so they were writing off too much on their Schedule C. And it wasn't really transposing over uh, better. Of course, self-employed, they used to have the stated income. So there's a lot of products that are gone that first-time home buyers used to use to help qualify. Um, 
And there's some of those are coming back, just so you know. I'm going to give a, a little bit of um, light down the end of the tunnel. Uh, some portfolio lenders are offering what they call start, uh, te- not start rate uh, qualifiers is what they're called. Okay. Um, in the past, they used to add two percentage points to what they call the qualifying rate. So there's some new products coming out. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But definitely look at your credit. Be open-minded as well. Um, you, you may not be able to buy in the area you're looking at because it's too expensive. Uh, and there's a reason why it's too expensive because that's where people want to live. So... You know, you may have to have a starter home. You may have to buy a condo or a townhouse and if you want to stay in that area or buy a single family somewhere farther out. And then you got to look at, am I near a, a mass transit? Can I really handle driving an hour to work uh, one way? Um, but start, starting early is probably the first thing that I would really uh, want to tell these people that are looking to buy a house um, and get in front of professionals and don't trust everybody that you run into. There's a lot of information on the internet that's going to confuse you. Right. Um, that's well, a whole other topic in itself. Let's stick with the professionals one that you can't always trust people. That's the frustrating one because honestly, I can meet 10 realtors today. I don't like them all personally, but professionally, I'll like two or three of them. And that's a problem with people because we tend to not fall in love, but we tend to go with our, and, our and it's, emotions. Yeah, and it's not just with the finding a realtor. It's finding the right um, uh, loan source. Uh, whether you're going to the Internet or you're going to go to your bank where you have your checking and savings or you're going to go to a broker or you're going to a banker or you're going to a, a you know, who are you going to? And the frustration there is that you don't know who to trust. Um, the Internet's going to tell you who to trust, and you don't know if you can trust them. And there's so many websites out there that are going to confuse you. And that, I think that that's probably one of the things that we're, the industry has changed the most in is that, just like it did in the car business, um, that the industry is not keeping up as fast as the Internet is. Um, there's uh, the, the best way to do it is, to, in my opinion, is go to a broker that has multiple sources. So they run your credit once and they can fit your product into one of the lenders that they work with, as opposed to going to a bank um, where you might have to shop several different banks just to find the bank that fits your scenario. So that's what I would do. I see a lot of people making the mistake of shopping loans, where they think if I contact another lender, he's going to give me another rate or a different rate. And they might, but they might be just teasing you just to get you in the door. You want to shop, You want to really shop a lender first of someone you could trust and someone who's got good referrals and someone who has right. the ability to go out and shop other loans for you. And not just offer a prepackage instead of trying to, you know, randomly get lucky. Because when you try to randomly get lucky, they see that you've had a credit report pulled by another lender. And they say, yes, Mr. Black, whatever you say, Mr. Black, I've got this great loan for you, Mr. Black. Comes time to sign. You're like, what are these fees? We didn't talk about these. Or, you know, you get higher fees but lower rates. Or you get higher rates. Granted, there are some many, many, many new rules that are are set up to protect the buyer. Yeah. they're not always executed the way they're supposed to and used to, to help the borrower. As a matter of fact, there, were, there are uh, <laughs> some lenders actually came to us and told us how we can use the new rules to confuse the borrower and, and use it in our advantage. And we're like, what are you talking about? Um, it, it's crazy how the industry is really trying to adapt to what the Fed is trying to mandate here. Um, and it, it makes it even more confusing in what the, the, the buyer, especially the first-time home buyer, is supposed to expect out of the transaction. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You'll listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at RobBlack.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Just saw some 
stories hit the news of two little league coaches fighting in front of eight-year-old kids. Uh, that's what's wrong with America, that people live vicariously through others, in this case their children, expecting them to become the stars in baseball that they couldn't become. A uh, big issue that we're going to hear more and more about is the Zika virus, Brazil's war with Zika. Um, you're going to hear more about it and more money being thrown at it. And it's an example of what could go wrong with the world's economies through diseases and how we're going to have to fight mosquitoes, uh, the biggest pest in the world. Bill Gates once basically called the mosquito, the, you know, the number one enemy of the world. And uh, we have some technologies that are pretty crazy um, that, you know, we can breed mosquitoes that they can't reproduce and introduce them into that population. But do you really think we'll ever be able to win that battle? Um, so it's out there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Other big stories of note out there. I've been kind of teasing this the whole morning. Um, Under Armour had a 30% revenue growth. And that's pretty impressive. Under Armour is a Baltimore brand, and it's proven to be we're going to fight as hard as we can to compete with Nike, and they're they're doing their best. They've got a remarkable line of talent, including Jordan Spieth, who had a massive collapse in golf a couple weeks ago. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Michael Phelps, um, Steph Curry. Biggest growth area was footwear revenue. It was up 64% in the first quarter uh, year over year. Curry shoes have been incredibly hot in China, where sneakers account for about a third of Under Armour's overall business. So last year, Curry traveled to China to meet fans. The company's going to take him back to China this year after the NBA season, and Under Armour plans to open 120 brand-owned and partner stores there. And all what's interesting is shoes are selling well. The man has... Uh, problems with his ankles. I'm not sure if those go hand in hand, but it's. I'm sure Nike's throwing some jokes around the office on that one, right? Oil's higher today as the International Energy Agency expects biggest non-OPEC output in 25 years. Output fall. Output fall. Um, it looks very strong at the moment. Sentiment is bullish. Tacticals look fine. Uh, so oil has been moving higher as basically you're seeing cuts out of the United States, Canada, Latin America, and Russia. And Saudi Arabia is holding all the cards right now. They seem to have production capabilities and ability to outlast everyone in the world in low-cost oil. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Don't run to the hillside. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. So I've learned, you've learned today that I can't play musical instruments and that I also cannot sing. There's lots to learn from this show, hopefully. A little bit more than just that. Um, what's on your financial mind? I always want to know. Try me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I'm always discouraged that people want quick answers. It's just not realistic. Um, I can give you a couple stocks that are, I think, fun ideas. Um, I can tell you what I own, but I'm not you, and you're not me, hopefully. Um, so you have to find what's important to you. You have to figure out, like, is risk important to you or not? I've said for the last five, ten years, I don't own any bonds, personally. Um, I don't get it when interest rates are so low, and I'm relatively young. But as I get older, I'll own more bonds or more bond-like equivalents or things that don't necessarily move up and down the market, non-correlated assets. Japan's Nikkei had a good quarter on stimulus hopes. Dollars rebounding following the ECB President Draghi's remarks. There's a lot of focus on earning the results and guidance right now or in earnings season. Apple was supposed to report on Monday, but they decided we're not going to do it because it's out of respect for a venture capitalist in the Bay Area who passed away this week and will be put to rest on um, Monday. So they're going to release the numbers on Tuesday. Yesterday, we learned that Intel was going to cut, I think, 10% or 11% of their staff. And it's worthy of note that, you know, Apple once gave Intel an amazing opportunity. They said, we're going to be building this phone, and we're going to call it the iPhone, and we need chips for it. And Intel, 10 years ago, their chips were growing in the server and desktop computers. But the chip that ran phones was you know, Qualcomm. When a part, winning a part of the iPhone business would clearly have been a big win for Intel, which announced you know, 12,000 layoffs earlier this week. Intel had over 1,000 employees working on an iPhone chip. Um, it's a must-win now for Intel going forward. Apple wants to integrate Intel's LTE modem with its own A-series processors on one chip. That would improve speed and power management. Um, so Intel gets it. They want it to be in that fight. Ten years ago, they could have owned the fight. Right now, it's also rumored that Apple's designing its own LTE modem chips in-house. It's hired a number of experts in the wireless modems and is increasingly invested in its own chips. So Intel's going to win for a little bit, but... They could have won the whole war. They could have had an amazing run and been in mobile. But at the time, they just didn't think it was going to be a big enough business for them to uh, allocate resources to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, There's a housing crisis in the United States, and it's not the one that you would think. Or maybe it is. It's not like, oh, no, people are being foreclosed on. The idea right now in the housing crisis is that there's the supply of houses can't keep up with demand. 
and that's going to inflate prices more and keep young people priced out of owning a first home. As that inflation gets passed on to the rest of the economy and reflects worries about the U.S. economic future, and um, that inflation gets passed on to the rest of our economy. There's certainly problems with the U.S. housing market. To be sure, the housing market was expected to be weak in the aftermath of the recession. However, household deleveraging is now complete. Mortgage rates are low. Banks have been loosening lending standards for residential mortgages. You know, there's an opportun- there's an opportunistic, optimistic feel out there. So the question is, people need to, people need access, and people have need access to the credit to buy a house, and they don't need the super high end; they need a middle. And uh, that's a little bit of a problem based on some coastal cities, but across the United States, the supply-demand is a big issue. And we need an increase in wage growth to continue to replace homes. You need a strong labor market, which allows everyone access to loans, not just the high end and the low end. Housing-related spending has exceeded its historical average in every economic expansion since 1960. So... There's a little bit of a problem out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. And again, it's clearly that there's not enough supply for the demand of housing, and there's not enough correct supply, and there's not enough wage inflation in the United States to kind of keep the whole market in real estate healthy. Just a certain segment or two of it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Sun Edison has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. VW is reaching a substantial settlement to buy back and repair cars. Um, Honda is unveiling a new hybrid. GM has posted strong first quarter profit tied towards trucks, heavily tied towards trucks. You can find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Call the show tomorrow, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you call right now, I'll put you on hold for 22 hours. I'll get you first thing in the morning. and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.